Hi y'all, John Alcorn, that one dude 2020, really the CEO and founder of the God Over Money Sports Network. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can hear it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Nobody works harder. Nobody loves sports and is more passionate about it than than this guy, John Alcorn. So, thank you. man, keep up the good work, man. I like your style. I don't know if I've seen someone with someone someone with the drive and passion to make it in the industry like I've seen with with you. Cutthroat. It's very you know up and down, roller coaster of emotion. He knows his stuff. Uh, you know, he's not afraid to go at people. Last my check. This is not the Los Angeles LeBron. Folks, we are back to my right, and some of you know Dean with Dean from Fox Sports and with Vice President officiating the 2013 to 2017 rules analyst for the NFL and, of course, for college football. Dean, of course, as always, thank you so much for coming on. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Always good to see you. And I love, I love the intro to your show. It always gets me. It always gets me fired up. So I love it. Definitely appreciate that, but um, gotta ask you though. I know it's been super crazy, been super busy, but uh, for folks that are out there that are supporting you either on Twitter or anything else, uh, just how's everything going and things that you've been up to? Yeah, been going well. The seasons, obviously, college and NFL seasons were almost feels midway through the college season, getting to the midway point of the NFL season, and seasons have been going great. Really excited doing a lot of work with the, with the NCAA, obviously on the broadcast on Saturday and Sunday. And it feels, it feels a lot more normal this year with fans in the stadiums. And, um, you know, now we've got, we're talking about CFP rankings and, and the playoff and teams jockeying for position in the NFL and already some teams. I read an article, these, these, these four or five teams are already out of it. So um, we're in the middle of this of uh, of this whole of this whole thing, and I'm just uh, having a great time. Without a doubt, an exciting time. You know, certain teams that are obviously not in it. If y'all see my social media page, pumpkin spice weather, it's all those kind of things here. But uh, just one football question, though. We always talk about fans, or certain people say they talk about Georgia. Georgia almost did this, and Georgia almost did that. But it seems like maybe something's kind of a different change. Do you think, Dean, of course, being doing what you're doing in the industry and seeing teams 
Do you think this is Georgia's year to potentially win it all to the national championship? It could be. It really could be. But still, you've got – I know they lost the game, but you still got Alabama sitting there, you know, where we could, we could see them in the SEC championship game. So I, I like the fact that we're seeing – um, we're seeing some different teams get in the mix, right? And and with Georgia, Cincinnati, it's not it's not just Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, and Oklahoma. So so I, I like that. I like that there's there feels like there's more parity in in college football this year, which is uh, which I think is great because you know we've seen and they've been unbelievable programs and they've been successful programs, but I like to see it mixed up a little bit. I like to see. The you know Cincinnati the the group of five getting in there there's there's just there's just a lot to be excited about with college football and this could be the year for Georgia I don't know it could be a year for a for a defensive player to get a Heisman how about that a defensive lineman that would be pretty crazy that would be awesome I believe the only one starts what's in back in 1999 the only one in college football history but this last one Dean we talked about this about a month and a half ago you talking about teams or players buying into the situation I. Let's just say UT is beyond. They're not even deserved in the top 50 or top 100. Like, what do you think is, despite me ragging on my long points, kind of like, because you're, like, you see the ins and outs. Like, what do you think, like, what's going on? Or, like, what do you think, like, in terms of what do they need to do for the rest of the season getting ready for 2022? Yeah, it's it's always tough because the the expectations are so high with with Texas. And you, you obviously got a new coach coming in. A new system. You're trying to get, you know, recruiting classes, and and I don't think you can judge based on half a season. I think you've got to see how the season plays out, and then and then get some recruiting classes in there. But the expectations are high. We're going to move to the the SEC at some point, so the the bar is raised even further. Um, I'm, I I don't think it's time to say, well, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be another regime that doesn't work at, at, at Texas. I think it's too early to tell. Um, and, and there's, a, you know, recruits want to play there. There's an allure there. There's a history. Uh, it's an amazing place to play. To, and, and the environment is so is so good. So I think I think it's a wait and see at this point. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll kind of let it play out. Definitely have to see. I work with my patience when it comes to the Texas Longhorns, though. But speaking of kind of patience, though, and things that are changing to the NFL, the Chiefs, though, Dean, this is their first time under the Mahomes era since 2011-2012 when the receivers didn't get a touchdown pass to have a losing record. Like, what do you think, like, what is going on? Are the Chiefs in trouble, or what are your current thoughts on the Chiefs' current, I believe, 3-4 and four record? Well, I definitely think there's cause for concern, right? Three and four, this was a lot of people's preseason favorite to win it all. You know, the couple teams going in, Tampa, Kansas City, Buffalo, Green Bay. I, I think, you know, there's definitely cause for concern. Um, the defense has, has – and I think the offense is really it's, – it's been so good with Mahomes and, and Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and um, that it's kind of made up for some of the defensive – the you know the the defensive what lacked on that side of the ball and I think we're seeing that I don't think I don't think it's time to panic yet you look at that division uh you know are the are the Raiders for real are you know the Chargers I think that division is still up for grabs and if the Chiefs you know they got a Monday night game against the Giants certainly a winnable game and uh you know they get a couple of games in a row winning streak they could be right back in the, in the, in the mix so I don't think it's time to panic yet um, I think Andy Reid's an amazing coach, and they can they can turn that thing around pretty quickly. I think this is a separation franchise in a dynasty, though. Yes, it's like Christmas when the Chiefs are losing, and 
all these different. It's awesome as a guy that has you used to root for the Broncos fans, but you point that out in every single category. David Cartoon from wrong in every they're like thirty second overall, thirty second overall, especially this. And I think now all of a sudden, how is this defense going to change? Is Honey Badger is he past his prime? I don't know. Maybe I'm insane. We're just not seeing the the defense do their thing. Even though, for being honest, going back to the Super Bowl before, the defense wasn't doing their thing. So we'll have to see on that one. But it's like Christmas Day when the Chiefs lose. Despite all that, folks, I will not root when Patrick Mahomes got down. I don't root for that. I know there are people I saw that root for. That. I don't. No, that's not how I play. No, that's not how Dean plays. But uh, we know we have Thursday night football tonight. The Packers, they talk about some bad luck. They literally lose three to four starting receivers. Arizona is 7-0. Do you, like, haven't done a lot of separate college football, do you think Cliff Kingsbury is ready to take the next step, not just for the Packers, but to actually make the playoffs in 2021? Yeah, you know, this game, you know, I kind of penciled this game as the first, you know, really felt like the Packers had a chance to give the Cardinals their first loss, and then they end up, you know, no Devontae Adams they've got. I mean, who is Aaron going to throw the ball to? They certainly – I think the Packers certainly could win the game. But you look at the Cardinals and you look at the history with with this – with Cliff Kingsbury, even at Texas Tech, they have a lot of seasons where they started out um, really well and then kind of fell off at the, at the tail end of the season, and that was the case last year. Um, I think this team is different. I think this team is built for the long run. And you look at what Kyler Murray's doing. Um, he's got the weapons around him. The defense is playing. Obviously, losing J.J. Watt for what looks like a season-ending injury is, is a tough blow. But you've got, you've got great players on that side of the ball. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't see them going – I don't see them going 17-0. But, but I, I definitely see them making the playoffs and – and certainly in the driver's seat as it, as it comes to the division right now, if you know, with Seattle, with Russell Wilson out, and San Francisco, you still got some question marks there. Um, and, uh, and, you know, the Rams are playing really well. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting how it plays out, but I definitely see the Cardinals um, at a minimum making the playoffs this year. It would have to be a pretty, a pretty uh, collapse for them not to do that. Definitely. I think the Connors are interesting now. It's obviously AJ Green, DeAndre Hopkins, I think the fact is they don't rely on – they're not a one-dimensional football team. Like you yeah. see, I love Tennessee. I think Brian Tannehill and Derrick Henry are great. But we've kind of seen this story before where once you stop Derrick Henry, Titans can't really get anything going. Despite all that, though, the, the Titans the past couple of weeks, they have been – let's say line up in the NFL. You beat the Bills. You beat the Chiefs. Is this Titan team, in your opinion, what what you've seen visually, is this team for real? Are they going to take the next step, or is it maybe the result of last year, potentially the season before? No, I think they're for real. I think they were for real last year. I think they've, you know, they've they the last couple of years with with Mike Vrabel and obviously Derrick Henry, um, Brian Tannehill with the kind of a career resurrection in, in Tennessee, and he's been playing tremendous. Um, you know, and like you said, obviously teams are going to try to stop Derrick Henry. If you could stop Derrick Henry, that's such a big part of their offense. He's on pace for, I think, something like 450 carries this year, which would shatter the record for carries in a single season. So obviously, if you can stop him, um, that's a that that's a, a big a big way to 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 beat the Titans. But it's easier said than done. And uh, so I definitely think they're for real, and they've been proving it the last couple of weeks. You know, a lot of people thought the Bills were the the runaway team in the AFC, and, and the Titans said not so fast. And 
uh, and obviously beating the Chiefs. And we talked about the Chiefs. So I, I think the Titans are, you know, one of the teams to beat in the in the AFC. And, and I think they certainly could come, you know, they could come out of the AFC this year. Definitely. I like to see and kind of breaking this deck because I'm a huge numbers geek, though. Coast, though, we talked Tennessee and what they're doing. One, not really two of the last three. Colts had a two-game winning streak. But like Loki, folks, numbers can be maybe a little bit deceptive here. Carson Wentz, though, not all ready to stick together. He's 20 at 46, 370 passing yards total altogether in the past two games. Four TDs, no picks. Sounds great, though. But then you have Jonathan Taylor, I believe, on the top of 32 attempts. 252 and three touchdowns. So I kind of got to have to ask, though, do you think, like, the Colts can keep this up? It's just, like, what is, like, the potential story here coming forward as they face each other on this Sunday? Yeah, I mean, the Colts are very, very similar type team in terms of they play great defense. They've got, a like, a bell cow running back in Taylor that is going to carry the ball 25, 30 times a game. Um, and, you know, with – it comes down to the quarterback with Wentz, you know, can – I think he's proven he can play at a very high level, um, but he has to be on the field, right? He has to, he's been banged up and, and, and he's had injury issues. Um, so I certainly think that game, that's one of the tougher games this week. I like both of those teams, very similar styles and, uh, you know, both well coached. And uh, that could be, you know, that could be a, a, a really exciting game. And, and I think that's going to be a close game. And, and I don't know, it's, it's too tough to call at this point, maybe give the Titans the edge the way they're, you know, the way they've been playing the last couple of weeks. But that's a – I love that matchup. Speaking of matchups, I, I had to file divorce papers with my Denver Broncos because this past week – I know you, you, you know, people have seen me or heard me. Um, Vic Fangio, Pat Shermer, like what do you think is like – what admired to me though was – how Pat Shermer, because maybe there's something I'm not seeing, it's just they have an NFL fan. Pat Shermer and Fangio, somehow they both still have their job. And that to me kind of struck a nerve when you start off 3 0, but like you said, how do you like pay any competition? Like, say with Georgia, they still have that one test against Alabama, but the Broncos go 0 4, and this just doesn't, there seems to be like a lack of leadership. With the Broncos, am I crazy to say something? Am I crazy to give doors papers to the Broncos? You're kind of I'm not bandwagon though. I just kind of a little bit confused on what's happening. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a lack of leadership. You really have to be in the locker room. You have to you have to kind of know what's going on there. I know that you know Vic Fangio and and both him and and Pat Shermer have been successful in the league, and and you know one Vic being on the defensive side of the ball, Pat on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, and I know there was, uh, you know, a lot of optimism around the Broncos when they started out three, you know, I don't, you know, they didn't, they didn't, wasn't like they were playing the best competition the first couple of weeks and, and a four game losing streak has certainly highlighted that. Um, again, though, it's the NFL, anything can happen. And we talked about that division, that, that, that division is still up for grabs when you have the, you know, what are the, you know, the Raiders are still, you know, with the whole John Gruden thing, they have an interim coach. Uh, a lot can happen right now, and uh, and so we'll, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't throw in the towel yet with the Broncos. And but look, this league is a win now league, and and you know, if the Broncos don't, the Broncos don't turn it around, they don't make the playoffs, they end up, you know, they end up seven and ten and, and under five hundred. It could be, you know, it could be time for for a coaching change. You hate to see that, but but that's the reality in this league. You don't get, you know, you don't get a ton of time. Um, to 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 put together a, a program, you got to win now, and that's that's the name of the game. 
Maybe we'll set up before we go into today's final thoughts. I always appreciate it for you coming on. Those there were rumors somehow. Again, I don't know if these are true. I'd like to kind of do research to see that the Packers are potentially shopping Jordan Love. To me, that shows just just in my thoughts though is that the Packers are somehow trying their best to keep this marriage between Rodgers and Green Bay alive, which means that Denver had a chance to do that. Now they were kind of having to settle for Drew Lock or that. Maybe I'm crazy or I'm not seeing something. Maybe that's set off a little bit, though. The papers have been sent, so we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to tonight's final thoughts. Dean Blandino, as always, dude, it really does truly mean a lot. Like you say, like people take time and schedule to come on when, frankly, you probably get a ton of messages or all those crazy things all the time to come on. But, uh, Final shout-outs or things that you're working on or maybe games or things you're like, yeah, let's do this. You know, yeah, you can just follow me on Twitter at Dean Blandino. I'd love to, uh, you know, answer questions. If you have stuff that's going on and you're watching a game, you're not sure about a rule, send me a question. Um, and even if you just want to – even if you just want to kind of vent a little bit, that's fine. I can take it. I, I get a lot of those messages as well. And, and I just – you know, I'm no longer in charge of NFL officiating, so you can't really – you can't really blame me for anything that happens currently. You want to blame me for things that happened in maybe 2015. That's fine. But this year uh, I'm not in charge of NFL officiating. I'm not sure everybody got that memo, but, uh, but yeah, just hit me up with questions at Dean Blandino on Twitter. And, uh, and I always appreciate coming on with this guy, John Alcorn. This guy is nobody works harder. This guy is, is a future superstar in the media business. Well, definitely much appreciated as always. Though, again, I'm not blaming you. I don't blame the refs. I like to do some research, but folks, again, Diva Dino, if you have any sports questions or anything like that, you can reach them out on Twitter. Links are down below. We'll put that on social media. Dean, thank you so much for uh, coming on, and uh, we'll definitely have to do this again pretty soon. Sounds good, John. Thanks. Nobody works harder. Nobody loves sports and is more passionate about it than than this guy, John Alcorn. So, thank but man, keep up the good work, man. I like your style. I don't know if I've seen someone with someone someone with the drive and passion to make it in the industry like I've seen with with you. Cutthroat. It's very you know up and down, roller coaster of emotion. He knows his stuff. Uh, you know, he's not afraid to go at people. Last time I checked, this is not the Los Angeles LeBron.